Welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. This episode will be released two days before Thanksgiving in the United States, which when I was growing up was the official start of the holidays. But now they seem to start putting Christmas decorations up in stores before Halloween. Oh, how times have changed. But as it is, we are about to enter the holiday season officially. We begin looking toward the new upcoming year. And so that's what I want to talk about in this episode. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for women healing from loss, trauma, and grief, or who know there's more to life, but aren't sure what it is or where to find it. Whatever brought you here, you are not alone. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, soul navigator, mystic, intuitive, bereaved mom, and grief and trauma guide. Recreating my own life after a divorce in 2008 and going on to create and live a life I'd only dreamed of after that, I found myself on a new healing journey after my 29-year-old son unexpectedly left this life in January of 2019. So I invite you to grab a journal, a cup of tea, light a candle and get cozy, and allow yourself to be seen, held, soothed, and inspired on your journey to wholeness. Blending the practical with the spiritual, each week my guests and I will inspire you to connect with who you are at soul level so you can find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Before I get into the topic for today, I want to acknowledge all of you who are celebrating Thanksgiving this week in the United States, especially those of you who are experiencing your first second, fourth, tenth, whatever the number is for you, since your loved one went to spirit. I know it isn't easy. And this will be the fourth Thanksgiving since Greg went to spirit. I don't know how many years. It's been eight years since my mom went to spirit. It's been 29 years since my dad went to spirit. It doesn't get easier uh, with my parents. It does get a little bit softer. I don't know that it will ever get any softer with my son. So again, I know this is not an easy time of year, especially for those of us who have significant days anytime in November, December, or January. Um, But here's what I wanted to share about that. I hope that you will bring your loved ones in spirit into your celebration. Write them a letter, letting them know all the things that you're grateful for about them, both while they were here physically and since they've gone to spirit. So whether it's the memories that you have, it's the it's the breeze you feel pass by you when there shouldn't be a breeze. It's the it's the light touch on your cheek when no one's around. It's the cardinal or the penny or the feather or the angel numbers or whatever it is. Express your gratitude to them in a letter. It will help soothe your heart just a little bit, and it might even bring a slight smile to your face, and that will make them light up with joy. So if you don't think you can do it for you, do it for them. All right. So as I was reflecting and meditating on what I wanted to share today, I am sure that I've talked in other episodes about my path after leaving my marriage in 2008. But I want to share part of that again, because it's important as we approach another new year. 
Leaving that marriage in 2008 was a pivotal point in my life. It wasn't my first divorce. And while on one level, that's not something I'm particularly proud of, on another level, it was the catalyst for the most growth and change ever in my life until my son went to spirit. I mean, that is a change unto itself that I don't think anything can transcend or surpass. But everything that followed me leaving my marriage in 2008 is what helped me create the foundation that I had to land on and then to rise from when Greg went to spirit in January of 2019. See, when I left my marriage, I started reflecting on my life. I was 48 years old. My oldest son was married and had a new baby. By the way, that baby is now 15 years old and he is six feet tall, but I digress. Um, So I had one grandchild. I now have three. Well, I actually have five. Greg, my son, Greg was in his last semester of his senior year in high school. So when I left my marriage, I was no longer a wife. I was soon to be a mom, no, no longer raising children. And so I started asking myself one question that really shifted everything. Who am I now? When I strip away all the labels of wife, mother, uh, paralegal, daughter, sister, friend, and any others, who am I at the depth of me, at the core of me, at my heart level, at my soul level? And so I went on a journey of exploration to really discover the answer to that question not realizing it at the time, I went on a healing journey, a journey to heal my heart and to heal at soul level. Again, this was not a conscious thing. All I knew was that I was the common denominator in my marriages and other relationships that hadn't lasted. And I needed to find out who I was so that I could build a healthy life from that point forward. And Before taking any courses, reading any books, getting any of my many certifications, before doing any of that, you know, going to seminars and workshops and all the things that I did in that 10 year period, then I started writing. I started dreaming. Oh, and I started watching, this is kind of funny, but I started watching Sex in the City from start to finish. I remember I went to Target in Cartersville, Georgia, and I bought, it was in this like um, clear plastic case with pink velvet inside. And it was the entire CD set of the entire series of Sex in the City. And I watched it from start to finish because I had never watched it. And I needed something fun. Again, without realizing it, I knew at soul level that I needed to raise my vibration and to do that by doing something fun. I just, I needed fun and lightheartedness at that point in my life. And remember back in 2008, social media was in its infancy. We didn't have Zoom or webinars or so much of the technology that we take for granted these days. Oh my goodness. I mean, even back back then, we didn't even have smartphones. Now, I left my marriage in February of 2008 and Greg graduated at the end of May. So I focused on his last year of high school and graduation most of the first half of that year. But near the end of that year, and this is where I want you to really pay attention because that was all background story about how I got to where I was. But near the end of 2008, my journaling started to change. I had been asking that question, who am I? 
And in the fall, it evolved into who do I want to be? Because I didn't necessarily like who I was or who I had been for a good part of my life. And I went back before I did this episode and I found my journal. And in November of 2008, I knew that if I wanted my life to be different, I had to create it. I couldn't just keep going through the motions and doing the same things and expect anything to change. What's that Einstein quote about the definition of insanity? Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, I realized that if I wanted anything to change, I had to do something different because doing what I had always done was going to continue to get me what I had always had. And it would continue, I would continue to be the same person. And I was not, I was not satisfied with that. Earlier in the year, when I started all this reflection and journaling, I realized um, I, I had this awareness that I had to stop living by default. Again, just going through the motions, which I had done for so much of my life. I checked off all the boxes of, you know, things we're quote supposed to do. And so in November 2008, when I realized that I had to become someone different, I had to do something different if I wanted my life to change, I came up with a theme that I wanted to live in 2009. And that theme was discovery because I was on a path of, of discovery, of self-discovery. And so in 2009, I took chances and I did things that I had never even imagined doing. I remember one thing I did was I flew to New York in October of 2009 for a seminar. And I had never done anything like that before, not to go on my own to a city that I didn't know. And I didn't know a soul there. Um, and then at that seminar, I signed up for a seminar with an actor in California in November. And anyway, that was that trip to California and that seminar, that workshop I did was pivotal in my transformation and in the changes in my life because of things I had to do at that workshop that I did not realize I was going to have to do when I said, basically I had to do a monologue. I am not an actress. I am not, I did, I was terrified of public speaking back then. I was mortified that I was going to have to do this, but I did it. And I received a really nice, positive response from all these people in this room. Most of these people were actors. They were in the acting, the entertainment industry. So again, I share that to, to, to say that I did things as a result of coming up with that theme of discovery. I did things in 2009 to help me continue on that path of discovery, on that journey of discovery. And I had amazing experiences as a result of that. And then it continued from there. At the end of 2009, I chose simplicity as my theme for 2010. In 2010, then I simplified my life in many ways. Fast forward to 2014. So the end of 2013, I don't know. I mean, I do know from a soul perspective why as a human, I don't know why I did this, but from a soul perspective, I know I chose vulnerability as my theme. See, I did not know what vulnerability was. I am in astrology. I'm an Aquarius sun and a Libra moon and um, a Sag rising. So air and fire. 
So I'm all up in my head and I can be very passionate and very heated. But I did not used to be comfortable being in my feelings because I don't have a lot of water energy in my chart. What I do have is very strong and potent, but there's but there aren't a lot of placements in water signs in my chart. And so I'm great up in my head. I can be passionate, but to really feel my feelings, the, you know, the, the sad getting all up in your feelings, I was not good at that. So vulnerability came in strong while I was meditating on my theme for 2014. So I went with it. I trusted. And I learned more about vulnerability the first six months of 2014 than I could have ever imagined. The biggest thing that happened was my mom went to spirit very unexpectedly. And that cracked me wide open. Real life, hands-on experience in vulnerability. And then looking back, you know, it was probably in 2016 or 2017 that I realized that's when I realized I had been on a healing journey. I was on a healing journey. Again, it wasn't something I did consciously. I also realized though, and this is key, but I realized that healing also does not happen by chance. I was very intentional in creating these themes, which are really energies for my life as a way to grow and as a way to heal. And I didn't realize that I was growing not only as a human being, but also as a soul. I also didn't realize consciously that I was healing at quantum levels through all of what I was doing. I healed years of trauma and pain from this life and from past lives. I'm not saying that I've healed everything because from where I am right now, I don't believe that it's possible to heal everything. Our souls come to this planet to, to we incarnate into this human life to grow, to learn and to heal so that we can evolve as a soul. If we were completely healed, we would not still be here. I don't know for sure from being in this human life, but I have a sense that if we have not learned and healed what our soul came here to learn and heal, when we do return to spirit, then our souls are going to choose to come back again to complete the learning. That's part of why I'm so passionate about what I do to help other people heal, because I know that is my purpose here in this life. And I want to complete that to its fullest before I returned to spirit. So going back to 2008, I had to create the life I wanted. I had to stop settling, which I had done so many times in my life. I had to, and this is big, I had to refuse to be a victim. I had to own my part in my life through the choices I had made. And I loved the life I created from February of 2008 through January 6th of 2019. I did things that I had always dreamed of doing. I fulfilled a lifelong dream and traveled to France and then to Italy, not just once, but three times. I traveled all over the United States to workshops and seminars and retreats. I met women who are now some of my closest and dearest friends. I was doing freelance paralegal work, which is what I had wanted to do for a long time. So I didn't have to work a traditional nine to five job. I was able to begin creating my business on the side, um, you know, my own spiritual business, helping women who were burned out, overwhelmed and exhausted. I truly loved my life. I had two sons who were grown, who I adored. I had at the time, two grandsons, and then the third one was born at the end of 2018. Um, 
I absolutely loved my life. I loved who I was. I loved who I was becoming. And I loved the transformation I had undergone in those 10 years. And while I loved my life, I also couldn't change what had happened in the past. And after Greg went to spirit, I couldn't change that. What I could do, though, was I could choose. I could choose to start again. I could choose to land on that foundation I had created and then rise from it. I could choose to take my healing and growth to new levels that I had never, ever imagined I would have to have to go to. I could choose to create again. I could choose to find meaning and purpose in life after my beautiful son went to spirit. I thought my life was on a certain path before January of 2019. And after January 6th, I had to find a new path. I had to choose a new path. I did not want to be a victim. So I deliberately and intentionally chose the energies that I wanted to lean into, to learn from, to embody. And so once again, I did that. I became those things, those energies. In choosing to do all of that, I healed again at quantum levels. I did it through new energy work, and I did it by continuing to create an annual theme or energy for my life, not only on an annual basis, though, but after Greg went to spirit, and I did not do this in 2019. I had a theme for 2019. It was magical transcendence, but starting in 2020, I had not only an annual theme, but a monthly theme or energy that I wanted to embody and like play with and dance with and um, uh, learn from and explore and doing that. I don't, I didn't do it all of 2020. I started doing it like here and there in 2021, it became more regular and doing it this year has shifted my life again in ways that I could not have predicted. So my process of doing this has evolved from 2008, from where it started in in November of 2008. I am now, and I'm super excited to share this with you. I am now doing this as part of my offerings of what I do with other women, with my clients. And it's what I would like to offer to you. So I would be honored to do what I'm calling a year ahead energy reading for you. This is about an hour long reading. But it is not me predicting what's going to happen in your life in 2023. And let me say, when I say that, even if you're listening to this after after November of 2022, I love to do these for people as birthday gifts or when they have any kind of change in their life, you know, because you can look at the year ahead from any point in the year, right? I mean, first of all, the Western calendar, that's a whole other issue that I won't get into, Um, but What this is, is this is me connecting to your energy to see what energies are available to you in 2023, if you choose to engage with them, regardless of any particular or specific experiences that you might have or things that might happen in your life. Because again, this is not predictive. This is just me connecting with your energy to see what energies are available for you overall 
on an annual basis and then month by month. And what I love about this is that it's something you can come back to when you do have certain experiences and you want to see how the energies that that came through for that month or that time period can assist you in navigating those experiences or how those energies can help you understand your experiences from a different perspective. Or if you want to look ahead to the upcoming month, you can look to see what energies are available for you in that month and play with them. How can you embody them? How can you have fun with them? How can you dance with them? How can you explore them? So I'm doing this at a special investment for the holidays in 2022, but only for seven people, because that is honestly all I can energetically and physically do before the end of the year. So for seven people, the investment will be $222, which is a savings of $111. After seven people have said yes to this, the investment will automatically go back to $333. I would be so honored to guide this reading for you because that's what I am. I'm a guide. Like I said, I connect to your energy and to your higher self. And I let your energy bring forward the themes and the energies that will most benefit you and, and really help cultivate your healing and growth in 2023. It is a beautiful reading. The way I've structured this, the way I've the container for this and the way I've created it It's a beautiful reading and it's filled with so much love and compassion for where you are and for what's available to you. And as a special bonus for the first three people who sign up for this, I will also create a beautiful workbook for you month by month with the energies. Now, again, please be clear, this is not predictive. What it is, is a map that you can follow on your journey to really to really elevate your healing at an accelerated rate. So if you're feeling stuck or hopeless or filled with anxiety, um, unsure of where to turn next, this will help clear all of that and give you focus and direction all from your soul's guidance. This is not me telling you, oh, I think you should do this. No, this is your soul coming through and presenting you with these energetic opportunities for you to use on your healing journey in the upcoming year. So if you are interested, simply go to, let me find the link because I didn't write it down. Okay. I found it. It is tinyurl.com forward slash 2023 energy. So tinyurl.com forward slash 2023 energy. Um, And just go to that link, that website, and you can sign up. I will put that link in the show notes. If any of the seven spots at the special price are still available, then it will show as $222 for the investment. If it shows the investment as $333, that means that the seven spots have been filled. But even at $333, this is a beautiful gift for yourself, for your healing, for your soul. All right. I think that that is what I have for you for this episode of Grief with Grace. I do hope that you will gift yourself this very magical, very special reading. This also has the capacity to help you find clarity and purpose going forward in a way that nothing else will. And I say that because that's what's happened for me. I never imagined that I would be able to heal at the rate and the levels that I have 
but this is this is a big part of why I've been able to do that. So I would be honored to guide you in this reading. Again, for those of you in the United States who are celebrating Thanksgiving in a couple of days, I wish you and your families a beautiful, beautiful Thanksgiving. If you are celebrating without one of your loved ones this year, my heart goes out to you because I'm one of those people and I know how painful it can be. I hope that you will allow yourself to write the letter that I explained or that I talked about in the beginning of this episode. It will help you on your healing journey. And like I said, it will light your loved ones in spirit up. All right. That is all for this episode. As always, until next time, I am sending you so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Grief with Grace. Please be sure to like our Grief with Grace podcast Facebook page and find me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you new content and new interviews each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I really hope you do, please be sure to share it with a woman who could use some inspiration in her life and on her journey. Until next time, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.